I'm Kiara. I'm Erin. And I'm Carter. And we just three black folks who love true crime. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. Hey, what's up? Welcome back. Another week of the bullshit. Oh, no, no, no. And bullshit has been. How are y'all? I'm like, what are we saying at the beginning now? Right. Do a little check-in. Yeah. I'm good. Um, any week while I'm out of school no more is a week for So every week. I'm a little bit already. I still be waking up sweating. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that traumatized. That, that uh, book summary. Oh my God. It's like, no, I just, I'm I'll get my deployment in the mail in like a month. So. Oh, are you gonna frame it? Hell yeah! Period. Put it right next to my high school diploma. Like finally, <laughs> I don't even know where my high school diploma is. Wow. I'm sure I have it somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, the only reason why I have mine is because when I first started to go back to school, I guess because they just figured I was so old. Mm-hmm. They was like, "Yeah, bitch, we gonna need to see your high school diploma." Oh, so you guys to find it? And I already was like at school. Like, I need to see it. They said we need to verify. And so I had to like go find it. My auntie has like all of our diplomas, mm-hmm. and so I had to go to her house, go get it, and then I had to. Your like, auntie is that girl. I know. She I was like, like that's so sweet. Yeah. So I like, hold on to all those things. Yeah, no, definitely. She was like, "Um, y'all better." <laughs> so I'm like, damn, y'all want a baby picture too? The fuck? Like, to prove that I was born? Right, to prove that I existed. I went to this school before. What are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah, that's all I've been doing. I'm just chilling. Is it really that deep? Like, why did I need to have graduated high school to even go to college? If I can, if I'm willing to pay for the classes, why can't I just take the fucking classes? That's, that's all you want. Stuff. You want the money. So if I'm here, that's on American education. Every time I find out something about another country or the way anybody handles anything, I'm like, damn, that's much better. I want what they have. <laughs> Never real. <laughs> yeah, I'm Good. My week is basic. Just work and shit. Mm-hmm. Regular ass week. <laughs> I'm ready for this weather to be, like officially make its change. Yeah, I feel like it's going back and forth between cold and warm, and I'm like, come on now. Yeah, I'll just double dutch in. It's like, especially since I'm in the middle of like, you know, changing my wardrobe. I'm like, well, what kind of what kind of swag I'm having if I don't know what to buy like, right. I don't know if I'm yeah. coats and sweaters like right. do I buy crop tops and shorts the fuck like but yeah how are you Carter Carter's about to go back on road yeah I got a little bachelorette trip that I'm looking forward to this weekend so I'm excited about that we told yeah. you I was maybe traveling yeah I just came back from Chattanooga this morning we actually recorded late because I was um I ended dry January early <laughs> I went a little too hard in the paint <laughs> Woke up feeling like shit. I'm good now. I had my little breakfast beer. There you go. Yeah. So start Black yeah. like History Month. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just saw the video that I'm black, y'all, and I'm black. Y'all. Right. No, she gotta go hard though. Don't forget, it's my ringtone for the month. But Actually, that would be so cute. <laughs> that would be so cute. So I just, I wonder how I would react if I'm around black people and that shit really do happen. I'd be like. <laughs> I would love it. I would look. De- if they look at me, I would look straight back. Like, make a history month. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all I'm wearing. Oh, great niggerologist. You can call your president. You scaring the you scaring the hoes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What the fuck? Oh my god. Man, that's us. Okay. Yeah. Hope y'all are doing all right. Um, I guess. Yeah. This is another really really bad one y'all so buckle up i guess buckle up. i guess after this we have our current crime yeah we'll try to uh, give y'all a little break but also this is crime yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know what you came here for you right? here. you're here for the juice <laughs> so um okay so right. yeah let's do it um Hey everyone, this is Erin. She, her pronouns. I'm the lead investigator for today. And this is the murder of Kelly Ann Bates. So some content warnings, extreme physical abuse, torture, drowning, starvation, rape, domestic abuse, and murder. Right. All the things. I should have just said all the things. Okay, so Kellyanne Bates was born to Margaret and Tommy Bates on May 18th, 1978. She's a Taurus, and she was born in Hattersley, Greater Manchester in England. She grew up in like a fairly stable household, quote unquote normal. She was described as sporty, really social and bubbly, outgoing. She was really close with her parents. 
she wanted to be a teacher one day mm-hmm. and she just like I feel like anyone who wants to be a teacher especially from an early age like yeah. angel yeah, yeah no, definitely. and to me that means that they probably had like good experiences with teachers and yeah. so Aww. so she just lived like a fairly normal stable life um it was just like a regular ass kid in 1993, when Kelly Ann Bates was 14 years old, she was walking home from babysitting. And one a friend of the parents who she was babysitting for offered to walk her home. And he said that he was doing it to keep her safe. Weird, but... <laughs> okay. Um, fairly quickly after the babysitting situation where she was walked home by this weirdo man, mm-hmm. she started becoming w- really withdrawn and she would disappear for nights on end from her house. And she just had this like really sharp personality shift to like this rebellious teen and her parents were like, what happened to our bubbly loving daughter? Mm-hmm. Now you're acting strange. And Kelly Ann eventually let her parents know that she was in a relationship with the guy who had walked her home. Yeah. How old is she again? She's 14. Jesus. So the guy's name was James Patterson Smith. And they, the parents kind of chalked up that the personality changes were caused by like teenage lovesickness because Kellyanne hadn't been specific about the fact that this was like a friend of parents of kids that she had um, babysat. Mm -hmm. She kind of just like allowed them to believe that this was a classmate. Mm -hmm. So they just thought, Oh, she's just, you know, doing typical teenager shit. She wants to hang out with her boyfriend all the time. Blah, blah, blah. But also y'all don't ask questions. That's That's like one of the main parts of parents. Especially, I mean, dating, I would absolutely let my kids date at 14, but we're going to have conversations. Like I'm going to know exactly where you are and and who they are. (laughs) I'm talking to day parents. Exactly. All those things. And this was in 93. It wasn't that long ago. So, yeah. Um, they spoke to James a few times on the phone, but it took them a while to meet him. And when they finally did, they realized that he wasn't a schoolmate and he was actually um, 32 years old. Um, so, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm 32 I'm just, is wild. Yeah. And she just, was, she no. was 14. I thought he was going to be like 25. Yes, no, same. But it was still horrendous. No, but, yeah. yeah. Bad as fuck, but I thought it was going to be like, oh, this person's trying to pass as like an older high school. Right, or right, right. 32. No, he's great. And he actually spoke with her parents? Yeah, he spoke to them on the phone, and I guess they didn't, either he had like maybe a childlike voice, or they just didn't put two and two together they just assumed he was Girl, a kid what now uh uh-uh. uh these parents so, that okay. 32 year old grown ass man did not sound anything close to a 14 15 year old couldn't what school you go to let me see your school ID. Like, what's the, what subjects you study and what's your favorite class and i'm not gonna allow you to be alone with my child unless i've met you face to face yeah so Margaret Kellyanne's mom after all of this after everything happened she recalled the first time that she met James and she said quote as I walked in he staggered down the stairs and it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck he was much older than I expected and looked a little bit like John Denver I don't know who that is but okay yeah let me let me see what else um she continues to say but he was smarm swarmy smarmy what does smart mean? This man is not attractive. Let me see. John Denver. Oh, uh, uh. oh, no. Get away from my child. <laughs> he looks like a typical like seventies white like. Yeah. yeah. It gives John Creep. Lennon vibes, but like creepier. That's yeah. what I was gonna yeah. say. Like John Lennon or some kind yeah. of Beatles. Some kind of Beatles or something. So they said he was smarmy, which I think is like kind of just like gross and like makes your skin crawl that's kind of what i gives you the it yeah it gives you the egg um she then said he said quote nice to meet you all at last and all i could think of was how i wanted to get rid of him this wasn't the man i wanted for my daughter i vividly recall seeing our bread knife in the kitchen and wanting to pick it up and stab him in the back oh i thought about that many times bread knife is violent (laughs) dip them sharper so it can be quicker and cleaner bread knife knife? You're not about to butter no bread, bitch. <laughs> Trying to take him out. He's going to fight back. No, for real. Yeah. Smarmy um, means ingratiating and wheedling in a way that now is... Now I'm going to look up those right, I'm like, what are In a way that is perceived as insincere or excessive. And then wheedling means using flattery or coaxing in order to persuade someone to do something or get one something. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's not necessarily so like a grifter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Used car salesman, you know. Interesting. Mm. 
Okay. So after James and Kelly Ann first met, obviously the grooming started like immediately and he eventually convinced her into the relationship that they um, started. So they spent a lot of time together, which resulted in her spending nights away from home to be with him. And he pretty quickly started showing signs of possession like almost as soon as their relationship started. So when Kelly Ann would go back to her parents' home, he would put her on the bus and know the exact amount of time that it would take her to get home. And uh-huh. as soon as she should should be hitting the door, he would call. And if she hadn't made it to the house, he would like blow up and be like, she she's not where she's supposed to be, like that type of stuff. She wasn't where she was supposed to be when she was with your ass. Right. That part, you're grown. Com- and then days, what are her parents thinking when she's away for days? Like- so I guess like, and we'll get into it a little more, but she like stopped seeing her parents that often it was clear that this wasn't like a good situation and I guess her parents had this thought of like we don't want to do too much to push her away like we still want her to come to us Mm -hmm. so they made the decision to not like pressure the situation which obviously wasn't the right decision but that was their mindset Mm. damn I'm so sorry abolition tomorrow because I'm calling the police are you kidding me (laughs) this grown ass man is hanging out with my child and it's easy to like, she's not gonna be mad at me. No, for real. Yeah, right. you're gonna have to stop talking to me because it's, it's, it, would, it would be different if this was like an 18 year old right. who went to the school and it's like, okay, you got to teach them about grooming and like the weirdness of age gaps and stuff mm-hmm. like that. What to look out for? 32. Yeah, nah. What the actual fuck? Like you're yeah, more than like, twice her age. You, 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 my child's just gonna have to hate me. Yeah, like I'm locking your bedroom door. Yeah, because this isn't. And I'm picking you up from school and I'm yeah. taking you there. Right, and you better be there the whole day. You better show up for homeroom. Right. Because it's either my child hates me or they end up being the subject of yeah. a true crime podcast. Yeah. Here we are. Right. So she um she started showing up to her parents' house less and less. And when she did come, it was very noticeable that she had lost weight. She'd stop bathing and taking care of her appearance. And she would show up like with random bruises, black eyes. Sometimes she would have bite marks. And she would tell her parents that these were like accidents that happened at school or she bumped into a door. Did she say bite marks? Mm-hmm. <sighs> but she would just come up with any excuse or reason for those things to have been inflicted upon her like accidentally like she was just clumsy or whatever and um her parents recognized that obviously she was telling them lies Mm -hmm. but again they said that they didn't want to push her away um that's really sad that was really sad so i mean they clearly care right they just didn't know what to do i guess i don't know I don't know. I think, like, her parents get a lot of slack for the way that they handled the situation just because they were, like, privy to it. I mean, they didn't know exactly the extent of it, but, like, your daughter comes home from being with her 32-year-old boyfriend for weeks, and she's covered in bruises. Do we know that they know exactly how old he is? They do. Okay. No. So let's talk about James Patterson Smith. He was born in 1948. So James had told Kelly Ann that he was 32. He was actually 45. <gasps> All right, y'all. We'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. the drag queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess? And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I in full drag? And we'll see you on The Big Cunty... Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. Um, the big cutie couch. Mwah. <laughs> oh my god. I'm sorry. Oh no. I'm sorry. I just like I just got so ached out with the Like no, yeah, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, my spine is like ice. I'm sorry. I had to uh, 45. He was 45 years old. He was so he didn't lie about being in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He was 31 years old, her senior. What? Yeah. Oh, he was, he was a year or two older than her dad. 
That's disgusting. So at the time of meeting Kelly Ann, he was unemployed and he was a divorcee. He lived in the Gordon area of Manchester, not too far from her parents. And his acquaintances described him as house proud and well-groomed, but he had a very long history of abusing women that he was in relationship with. I'm shocked. So obviously smarmy he was because he was able to like portray this specific persona to people outside the home, but in the home he was a terrible person. So his, he was married and it ended in 1980 after 10 years he was married to a woman named Janice Anderson and the relationship ended because she accused him of extreme physical violence. Mm. He then went on to have a two year relationship from 1980 to 1982 with a 20 year old named Tina Watson. And at the time James was actually 32 when he was dating Tina, Tina said that she was basically his punching bag and he beat her very, very severely, even after she became pregnant with their child. Oh my God. Yeah. She stated, quote, at first it was now and again, just a little tap, but in the end it was every day. A little tap as well. I know. No, that is a little tap in there. Mm-hmm. And that's always how it starts. This physical yeah. domestic abuse it, every now and again. And then it comes with the apologies and the love bombing. And then it's every day. Yeah. Right. She said that he would smack me in the face or or hit me over the head with an ashtray. He would kick me in the legs or between the legs. And this happened before and during and after her pregnancy. That's horrifying. He even attempted to drown Tina um, while she was bathing. So thankfully, Tina was able to escape the um, situation with her child. And that's how we have these accounts of their relationship. Mm. But James continued this abusive pattern. Um, his relationship with Tina came to an end in 1982 when she left, and he immediately started dating Wendy Mott. Damn, this name is long. Mottershead or Mottershed? Not really sure. Wendy was 15 years old. He beat and severely abused her, and in one of the attacks, he held her head under water in the kitchen sink in an attempt to drown her. So this was starting to become his MO. What? He would date young women, really, really, really young girls, abuse them, and then at some point have an attempted drowning. Mm. So back to present day within the story. In November of 1995, 17-year-old Kelly Ann, she's 17 at this point, she officially moved out of her family home and into James' home. I mean, she'd basically been living with him, but like now she officially lives with him. Um, her parents, again, are still worried about her. They consider doing a welfare check, but they're like, oh, she's 17. I guess at that point in time, that was old enough to not live with your parents. So they've been dating for years at this point. Mm-hmm. It's been like two and a half years. He's almost 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And her parents, they know him as being significantly older, but not as old as he really was. Yeah, no. Nah. My, my sympathy for them is waning. Because, yeah. what? It, yeah, they piss me off throughout all of this. You should never have to suffer through the death of your kid, but, like, all of the shit leading up to it is definitely not excusable. Mm-hmm. Fucking all. Mm-hmm. Like, you had opportunity to intervene. Yeah. Two and a half years? Yeah. I'm sorry, that man would not be walking this earth. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, even if at this point okay. at 17, she's too old to do anything. In the beginning, she was 14. Right. This was the early 90s. I feel like they still had, like, statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Laws yeah. and things like that. Absolutely. And this is also... I'm glad we're, you're covering this because this is also the real gripe that people have with these age gap relationships when somebody like Marcus Houston or something pops up and you're in your forties and you're talking to this person who just turned 18 or right. whose frontal oh. lobe is not developed at all. Cause now we, it's more and more information coming out about that shit every day. We used to think it was 21. Now it's 25. Now it's 35. What the fuck? Like right. it's just all this yeah. new information coming out about what, it, you know, what it means to be a human and how long it takes for a human to fully form. It's like, you want to give that as much time as possible. Why the fuck are you trying to talk to these, kids yeah. so that you can abuse and control them yeah, because so they don't know shit else There's anytime no you other... talk to someone who's an advocate for dating younger women they they, they say the quiet part out loud yes they do like yeah. i mean they're like oh they're they're you know i can teach her how to do mm-hmm. what i like and she's not going to talk back as much mm-hmm. so you want to control control her. Her, you want yeah. a woman you can control that's the best thing that's yeah. exactly what you want and like i you're not falling in love with a child how do you even get to the point of having feel it like right. mm-hmm. there's just no reason there's yeah, no, no reason at all 
So, yes, at this point, she's 17. Her parents go back and forth about doing a welfare check. They believe the police won't do anything, so they decide against it. Um, again, they had this mindset that they didn't want to push her away and lose her, so they kept their distance. Push her away? I'm loving her in the face. I'm so <laughs> Literally. So, eventually, Kelly Ann stopped seeing her parents completely. I mean, we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Their once, like, super loving, outgoing daughter had become completely withdrawn, and after months and months in like a Christmas period, I guess Christmas was really big for their family. When she didn't come for Christmas, they, I guess that was the moment they were like, Oh shit, this is scary. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But that was like a big, um, a big point for her her mother specifically to not see her on Christmas. So around this time, Kelly Ann had quit her job doing graphic design at this firm in Audenshaw. And, this was really shocking to everyone that knew her because she had this plan since she was a young teenager that she was going to work this job. She was going to fund her college and obtain her teaching license and become a teacher. Mm-hmm. So when she stops, when she quits her job at this graphic design firm, it's like, it's obvious where this is headed. Mm-hmm. Um, she's being isolated from everybody around her. So she would still call her parents on the phone like every once and uh, again. What does that call Every once now and again. <laughs> every now and again. But they noticed that, like, her voice was sounding different, and she wasn't as engaged in the conversation, and she she had just completely changed, basically. Mm. In March of 1996, her parents, Margaret and Tommy, received cards from her for their anniversary and her father's birthday. But the cards were only written in by James. Like, Kellyanne didn't, none of her handwriting was on the card. She didn't have a signature or anything. So Margaret, her mother, suggested that they go by the house, but Tommy, her father, wasn't sure. And what you not sure about? <laughs> the same same bullshit excuse. They no. didn't want to push it, push the agenda too Both far. Yeah. I'm like, what is? Uh, they, I don't know. Fuck that. I'm 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 at a loss for words because I don't want to like victim blame. They obviously are going through it because of the loss of their daughter, but like fuck like what the fuck were y'all thinking yeah there's so many points throughout this where you're like you could have stepped in you could have stepped mm-hmm. in you could have stepped in and I, I mean i'm not saying that they don't think about that every yeah, day you know like i feel like even with the quotes and the interviews that um margaret her mom had after the fact like you can tell that there was there's like guiltiness in there yeah but uh, i'm interested to know how they were socialized around like I don't know, like, is it, like, a free love kind of thing? Like, is it, like, children deserve, like, an ultimate autonomy, and then we just kind of, like, facilitate? Like, what led to these decisions? Because it just does not seem like there's any, like, conviction there. Or preemptive anything. Mm -mm. Right. So, Margaret, Kellyanne's mom, later said, quote, I tried to persuade my husband to go around. I was concerned he had written the cards himself to wind me up or he had her tied up, or he'd hurt her in some way that she couldn't write the cards herself. So the he is obviously James. Mm -hmm. And Margaret had that concern, but Tommy, her husband, convinced her out of it. So Kelly Ann, um, her brother actually stopped by the house to see her, and James said that she wasn't home, and this happened a few times. They also had a concerned neighbor ask after her, and James would have Kelly Ann, like, step into a window so that people could, like, physically see her, and that was, like, the extent of how people knew that she was still alive at that point. On April 16th of 1996, which was almost exactly a month after her parents had received these uh, cards, James Patterson Smith walked into Gordon Police Station, and he reported that Kellyanne Bates had died by accidental drowning. He claimed that they had an argument when she was in the bath and she inhaled some water. He attempted to resuscitate her, but he wasn't able to and she died. Several things. What? (laughs) That? Right. Like, huh? Second of all, he's he walked into the police station? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you call the ambulance to your house? Mm Mm-hmm. And she inhales some water. What? Mm-hmm. Get the fuck. Be fucking for real. You know what that kind of reminds me of? Gary Petito. When he was mm. like, oh, what, like she died or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he yeah. tried to save her, but couldn't. Yeah. And, and instead of like yeah. getting to the police immediately. And there were so many other steps that you could have taken, but right. you fucking didn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a bullshit excuse. Obviously, obviously it's a lie. Walking into the police station and said, immediate arrest him. Immediately. Yeah. What? Where? Where is she? I think this guy. Why are you here? <laughs> Why aren't we coming to you? You could have called us from the house. 
They um they kind of get into a little bit of like a tiny tiny bit of some of the like mental health issues that James Patterson Smith might have had mm. throughout this, but this to me like shows some sense of like grandiose I can't be touched like I'm better than all of you like mm-hmm. that type of vibe like, like you're in your face and yeah like yeah it. like I'm walking to the police station saying that my girlfriend died and like I'm not gonna get in trouble yeah like just having this idea so the police obviously went to James home and they're thinking they're gonna come across a young woman in a bath drowned right nope her body was she was naked and she was just laid out in the bedroom, but there was blood found throughout the entire house, like splatters all over the floors the ceilings, the walls. And they were like, Oh fuck, this is not what we thought it was. So she accidentally drowned and you came here to tell us this and brought us to the and house brought us to your home. and didn't even wipe up the blood. That's why I feel like he had, there's some, I, and I don't know the exact definitions of these um, conditions, but like some type of narcissism, like some, something yeah. mm-hmm. for you to think that like, I'm not going to get in trouble for this shit. Because obviously she didn't drown. Where did this blood come from? Where did this blood come from? And why is she in the bedroom? Like, okay. Yeah. It, it, that thought process makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So they immediately arrest James and they continue to um, search the house. So um, (laughs) sorry to laugh. It's not funny. But just the fact that James thought that he was going to get away with it is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So um, in a post-mortem examination of Kelly Ann's body, they found that she had over 150 separate, separate injuries on her body that they determined had been inflicted on her over the period of at least a month. So um, this is what we know to have happened, all that we can um, put together based on the evidence and her injuries and stuff. So obviously James Patterson Smith had been abusing Kelly Ann since they met. I mean, he not only like groomed her, but he isolated her from her family, physically abused her, based on the evidence that her parents saw, like sexually abused her, not only with like unwanted sexual interactions, but also she was a fucking child. So she can't con- consent to anything. Right, right. Um, but it was also determined that in at least four weeks leading up to her death. So the month leading up to when Kelly Ann died, she had been kept bound. So sometimes she was tied up to a radiator or to the furniture by her hair. And they determined this by finding like hair that was still tied up to these things where he probably had her tied. And she was probably also bound by her neck with some type of ligature. She was starved as evidence of her emaciated body. They say that she had lost about 20 kilograms, which is 44 pounds. And she was also severely dehydrated. They said that she probably hadn't had water in like several days. This is so sad. Yeah, yeah, horrible. So William Lawler, who's the home office pathologist who examined her body, he said, quote, in my career, I have examined almost 600 victims of homicide, but I have never come across injuries so extensive. So I'm going to go through her injuries. These are really, 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 really bad. If y'all want to skip ahead like a minute or two so you don't hear the specifics, I don't blame you, but, um, yeah. So injuries to her body. She was scalded on her buttocks in her left leg from boiling hot water. He burned her thigh with a hot iron. She was strangled. Her arm was fractured. She had dozens of stab wounds in her legs, her torso, inside of her mouth. Yikes. That were all caused by a mixture between knives, forks, and scissors. She had crush injuries to both of her hands. Her kneecaps had been shattered, so she was unable to walk. Jesus, fuck. She, um, her... Ears, nose, eyebrows, her mouth, her lips, and her genitalia were mutilated. There were wounds across her entire body that were caused by a spade, which is like a shovel, and pruning shears. She had been partially scalped, and the pathologist determined that both of her eyes had been gouged out not less than five days and no more than three weeks before her death. 
So just to explain that a little more, she could have had her eyes gouged out and lived with that for three weeks before she actually died. Oh, my God. They also determined that there were stab wounds to her empty eye sockets, and they think that her eyes were ripped out by his hands. And not like a utensil or anything. That's intense. Sorry, I had my hand over my mouth. That's fucking intense. I know. So, um, Peter Openshaw, who's the prosecutor in James Patterson Smith's trial, he later said, quote, it was as if he deliberately disfigured her, causing her the utmost pain, distress, and degradation. The injuries were not the result of one sudden eruption of violence. They must have been caused over a long period and were so extensive and so terrible that the defendant must have deliberately and systematically tortured the girl. How long did she live with him? Um, officially, she had lived with him for a little less than a year, but she'd been staying with him for like long periods of time since she was 14. And this happened when she was 17. But they say that, um, all of these injuries most likely happened like within the month leading up to her death. Jesus Christ. So she had under, undergone like, um, domestic violence and stuff leading up to this. she was like about to leave him. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with sense. him um clipping her mobility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense and it kinda it turned up the violence for him. Maybe we should have a little bit of jail. <laughs> you know, because I'm just gonna go like, as a it. treat because this is sick. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not actually fuck the jail. This person just needs to not exist. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Like I don't believe in um, you know, capital punishment under the justice system that we have mm-hmm. but I absolutely believe that sometimes niggas just gotta be yeah. not exist anymore mm-hmm. yeah. most definitely there's one of them people so even though she had been tortured and endured all of those um, horrific things for about a month her ultimate cause of death was actually drowning Jesus fucking Christ. after this all that rough, she survived man. all of that and ended up only dying because he drowned her <laughs> He drowned her after beating her with the shower head. So, like I said, James was immediately arrested. He was obviously charged with her murder. And when the police went to Kellyanne's parents' house to tell them that Kellyanne had died, her mother said, quote, I know, before they could even give her any more information. They just said she had died and tried to go on to explain the situation and her mom basically cut them off saying I know she also said quote I had been waiting for the knock on the door but nobody believed me so those I'm not trying to be on the side of Margaret Bates in this situation because I feel like there's a lot that she could have done but from seeing that after the cards she wanted to go over but Tommy her husband was like no I'm curious like what that relationship was like like if maybe margaret was more so trying to check in on her daughter but she was being held back by her husband Mm -hmm. i don't know they didn't get into it but i was just i was curious about that because she specifically named like i wanted to do i wanted to check on her but tommy told me no yeah so i don't know and she also said in the last quote i just read but nobody believed me so i'm like i wonder how many people she did talk to right and they didn't take her seriously fuck yeah I don't think I would survive hearing those injuries during trial. Right. Knowing that in in that month that I didn't go over there to at least check. Mm-hmm. Right, like, exactly. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That your daughter lived within, I mean, an hour of your home and was undergoing all that torture. Having her eyes gouged out and living with that is it makes me feel like I'm about to cry and throw up. Yeah, is, no. Wow. Mm-hmm. That might be one of the worst injuries we've talked about on the podcast other than that. I think the ant heel mm-hmm. that you talked about. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. But this definitely talks This about. is up there. Yeah. I think it, like, it really, I mean, all of it is horrifying and shocking. But the fact that she lived through it all mm-hmm. and ultimately died from drowning, I don't know. It feels, it. it's weird. I don't know. I don't know how to explain how that makes me feel. Mm. That that will to live thing, that's real. Mm. Like mm-hmm. people people knowing that they have something to get back to and then they keep fighting. Like mm-hmm. um you did the story, what's her name? Shandy or Shanda? Recently? So, yeah. Shandy. Shanda, mm-hmm. yeah. Like her 
going through all of that and only dying because of the smoke inhalation. Right. Like, yeah. I think that these kids had something that they really wanted to get back to. Like, they were thinking of their parents or thinking, like, this situation that I'm in is super fucked up. Let me try and push through. Mm-hmm. And so, for yeah. to hear that, that mm-hmm. she, because of me, or just, like, what, what I imagine, I would say is, like, from the stabbings and, like, from the eye, eye gouging, I would imagine, like, a person would die from that. Right. right. Yeah. And for, for drowning to be that final thing is, like, what's up? Isn't there a brain right behind your eyes? Yes. yes. Like, literally. So, I don't know. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fuck. Or maybe this isn't his first time doing that shit, and he just knew a way to, like, do all that and, like, keep somebody alive or whatever. Yeah, I find it hard to believe that this is his first situation where he's done like this type of torture i mean i know in his past relationships that we know of he was extremely abusive and like the drowning thing but i don't know i i mean i guess it's possible but it's it feels like it would be a lot to go from like that to this level of torture yeah but i don't know i guess it's not impossible so back at the police department, James Patterson Smith, he admitted that he stabbed Kelly Ann with a pair of scissors and a fork. And he also admitted about um, hitting her with the shower head. Mm. But he denied that he had done anything to Kelly Ann that she hadn't, quote, specifically asked him to do. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. They would have had to. Yeah, go ahead and be. I would have shot him. Yeah, right no. Yeah. Yeah. Real. Yep. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Wish. That nigga who jumped over at the judge, they yeah. <laughs> yeah. would have gone. Yeah. Right. Like, for real. Literally. And I would have went straight to jail. I would have been. Like, I literally, I could not even be a police officer in a situation. Obviously, I would never be a police officer at all. Yeah. But no. even in the situation as a cop with access to a weapon, it just would have It would have been instinctual. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Just like a reflex. Like, oh, you said that. Okay, boom. Like, I yeah. can't even control myself. Anymore. She asked you to crush her fucking. Get, get the fuck out of here. Die. <laughs> Truly, the fact that a human can be socialized in a way that will cause them to be that way is scary as fuck, isn't it? It's terrifying. It's making my armpits tingle. Like I'm, like I feel physically yes. uncomfortable right now. It's like, horrifying. <laughs> this is the type of shit that I think of. Like not, not like dwell on it, but like when shit like this comes to mind, and then like the next time I get high, I'll be like, look, the next like. For the rest of my life, I don't want to see nobody but my niggas. Like, I'm no, sorry. Like, right. I don't want yeah, to be nowhere where my niggas ain't. Right. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, human beings. There's people out there like that. Yes. Like, oh, no. I'm and, and I don't know if y'all remember when I was saying his acquaintances, his acquaintances described him as like a decent person. Oh, fuck. So and they never hated his girlfriends? No. Oh, I mean, I, I, they said acquaintances, so yeah. I don't know how yeah, far back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. But, like, to be able to go out and live life, quote-unquote, regularly, I mean, it's scary to think, like, how many people we've run into. That have also, this is a reach. Statistically, we've all met a serial killer. Oh, oh, please, I can't forget the number. And I worked in food. I know I served yeah. one. I know I gave some of them you a baguette or some soup at Panera. Something. You probably did. And this is a reach too, but I'm a six out When we talk about men and their relationships with other men, like this is one of the most important things that they need to step it up on. Like y'all mm-hmm. need to know these men that y'all hang around, that y'all mm-hmm. be around or be friends with or whatever. And mm-hmm. how they treat women. And how they treat women. Like it's... any other person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's just a nigga playing basketball with no, you need to know what he be up to. You ain't got to be all in his business. You ain't got to visit him once a week. But, yeah. like, Sam, you, I don't even know what these niggas be up to. I, that video that came out last year, I think the guy had, like, hit his girlfriend or something, and they jumped him. His niggas jumped him. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Energy. Now, like, where y'all at? You want to dick up because... Absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> yes. We need to power that. Put some power behind that. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. Motivator. Like, Start checking these niggas. Pleasure activism. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's so much shit that goes unchecked, and it, I think that's one of the reasons why. Not it wouldn't fix everything, but it'll damn sure start some shit. Yeah. Yeah. She asked. Yeah, that's what I think. But he said that out his mouth. He did. I want to go. I want to go where he at and and. And finish him off. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should put some money on his books. I just want to talk. <laughs> right. I'm just doing so, an interview for my podcast. Mm-hmm. So I don't have three knives and four guns in your, in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> gotta check myself. Bitch, you gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous situation. <laughs> no lies. So he also told officers that two weeks before she died that they had had a huge argument. He claimed that he poked her in the eyes, but not enough to like make serious injuries but why do you think it's a normal thing to even say this yeah 
He said he poked her in the eyes, but there was no blood. And she wasn't blinded because she sat down with him and they watched TV together. When pressed for a motive, James said, quote, she just wouldn't leave me alone. She put me through hell winding me up. She would blackmail me. He also claimed that she had taunted him about his dead mom and had a bad habit of hurting herself to make it look worse on him. He also told officers that he didn't starve her and he didn't hold her head under bath water until she died. This shit pissing me off. So how the fuck did she drown? What? There's no logic to this. There's none. He was just denied, 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 come up with bullshit excuse. But I mean, come on now. There's the fact that you say anything at all is wild. Yeah. Like, just sit there and shut the fuck up. Because we already got Jerry Lee. Right. Like, she didn't do the shit herself. Everybody is like, we didn't see her. She didn't leave that house. You were the only other person there. Just shut the fuck up. Why even lie? Go out of your way to lie to me. And this is like another, like, just another example of why I think that he had some type of like, Weird complex. Weird complex because you called us. We didn't know shit was going on. I mean, we probably would have figured it out eventually when Margaret like got away from Tommy and had them do a welfare welfare check. But you called us. So to me, it feels like he wants to be caught in a weird way. Yeah, he wants people to know that he talk did, about it. Yeah, he wants to talk about it and like that yeah. weird shit that um, serial killers and abusers Ooh, do. Yeah, yeah. Could not, I could not be near this person and know that he said these things. Yeah. I would have to just, I would throw my life away because I already know I'm not going to survive emotionally anyway. So yeah. it's like, while I'm on my way, I'm taking you with me. Yeah. yeah. Like it has to be yeah. that type of energy. This shit got my shit chest tight. <laughs> Don't say it. My chest tight as fuck. That's why I had to get up and <laughs> I had to shake my head a little bit. I was like, ah! I told y'all 31 years older than her? You're sick. Like, oh my God. The case went to trial in November of 1997, and the prosecutors laid out all the torture that Kellyanne Bates had endured for everything we talked about. At the trial, other women that James had abused came forward, and they basically just showed him for the misogynistic, abusive, jealous, disgusting man that he was, and how violent he was, and they just put all of his shit on blast. He continued to argue that he was the victim, like the real victim in the situation, and that Kellyanne made him mad, and she would do that all the time, and fake an injury, and da 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 da. Like, and and so what, let's just let's just say that she did. The solution to that is to send her back to her mom and daddy house. Mm-hmm. Not she's torturing, still like, yeah, not torturing Kelly. You know. I'm just... Ooh, a, a consultant psychiatrist for the case named Jillian Messi, she told the court that James had a severe paranoid disorder with morbid jealousy. So I guess that's kind of the extent of where they go with his um, mental health issues. But I don't know. She said that he lived in a distorted reality. Which, yeah, I mean, I'm sure. The jury at Manchester Crown Court, they took one hour <laughs> To five. It would have taken me 30 seconds. <laughs> we would have walked out the courtroom and I'd be like, just I'm going to waste time right. on this. Come on back. I would have, I would have waited till everybody sat down and I would have poked my head and be like, guilty. Let's go. <laughs> Come on. Let's, let's step back out the room real quick. Because what? Yeah. I wonder if there's some type of protocol they have to go through because there's no reason it shouldn't take six even minutes an hour. To that right. Out, right? Mm-hmm. No. So they found him guilty. At this point, he was 49 years old. And that he was found guilty of the murder of Kelly, of the murder of Kellyanne Bates. He was sentenced to life imprisonment with the judge, Mr. Justice Sachs, recommending that he serve a minimum of 20 years. And some say that that was actually 25 years. But that I'm still life imprisonment years? with a mi- minimum of 20 years. Encase that nigga in concrete and drop him in the ocean. The fuck? Why is there? A, why is there even a minimum to this? Sh- I don't know. The judge said, "Quote: This has been a terrible case, a catalog of depravity by one human being upon another. You are a highly dangerous person. You are an abuser of women, and I intend, so far as it is in my power, that you will abuse no more." And that's how the case ended. Oh. They, um, for the first time ever, the jury was offered professional counseling to help them deal with the distress of seeing the pictures of Kellyanne Bates' injuries. And every single member of the jury accepted the offer. Absolutely. I feel like I need counseling. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. (laughs) Right. Because there's no way, you you can't be a real, like a human being and see some shit like that or hear about some shit like that and not cringe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the murder of Kellyanne Bates. Oh. And 
the terrible, terrible James Patterson Smith. I wanted to watch a documentary after the podcast, but now we gotta watch some cartoons. I know. Right. I know. Yeah, there's a few there's a lot of podcasts about this. There's a few like episodes of docuseries about this case if y'all for some reason want to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm good on it. But yeah, so that's that. Poor girl. Stuff like this also kind of is if there's if there's any like instinct in me to be like spiritual or religious or whatever it stuff like this makes it harder because it's like what's the worth of a person if someone can just take them away on their whim you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. like there's no barrier there you shouldn't be able to do anything to someone else you know regardless of their will we truly have free will and we're truly made by a higher being that gives us like this autonomy it shouldn't be able to clash with other people's in this way mm-hmm. and it's always like marginalized folks it's always like women and people of color and you know like little kids and shit mm-hmm. it's just it's so sad yeah and i'm so sad that she like lost her life to some piece of shit who wants to abuse little kids and control them and isolate them it's just like, awful that she was abused for two and a half years but then that last month was literal living mm-hmm. hell and that's why i think you're right as well i feel like she probably was trying to leave mm-hmm. yeah, most definitely yeah, yeah. And, and it's just i feel like with all of these cases in every episode i always think back like at what point could this have stopped yeah or been different have, have like changed the trajectory trajectory of Her all the parents this. absolutely did not go enough the parents what the fuck were y'all doing um james was abusive in his other relationships I do want to what hear the hell happened Tommy. with that was there nothing like no quotes or anything from no i didn't i mean obviously i didn't look at every interview and right. everything so there might be but from Ooh. the sources i got they only had margaret that's yeah that's something yeah jesus fucking christ all right yeah sorry y'all <laughs> i mean obviously this is what we're here to do to talk about this stuff and make sure people know these victims names and stuff like that but this type of shit it's difficult yeah i didn't really think it's necessary there was a time when i was like it's true crime ethical well i think it is because in a culture where people talk about shit like this all the time, that's that minimizes people's abilities to be able to get away undetected and like I don't know, be able to have certain behavioral patterns and like nobody really knows what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Like there's no well, I don't say no. If I'm not mistaken, there aren't any serial killers in the Philippines because the women there are so fucking nosy. <laughs> like they gossip, they gossip like it ain't nobody business, mm-hmm. and so it's like niggas can't get away with shit because everybody always talking. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is kind of like that. Let's start a larger conversation about how people be moving and so next time you see it you're like well that's a little weird yeah i don't, I don't fuck with that that was on that episode of i am a killer and i'll fuck with that <laughs> so yeah 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 all right y'all we um we're gonna switch up the vibe <laughs> which yeah. is be a crime so we'll be back Don't this be a crime all right, so I don't even know when this happened because it feels like it's been a million years since this shit happened. <laughs> feels like it happened like ten minutes ago, but also like also a like three years. <laughs> Long story short, <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion came out with a song called "Hiss." Yes. She said, you know, it's just, you know, a song about hit dogs and hit dogs don't holler. Mm-hmm. Didn't boy, no name. Do they? <laughs> do they holler? For days on end. <laughs> Niggas been barking. <laughs> Screaming. And won't shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Lay it down, sister. <laughs> it is okay. And so, the screen time must be crazy. No, for real. Because <laughs> that phone ain't left her head. Yes. <laughs> Not at all. One of the lines was, these hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's law. Which, the mind you have to have because how how did you fuck... How did you, how did you find out about that law, first of mm-hmm. all? And then how did you find... Like, it just... I, this is how I know we live in a simulation because why is the law her name? Like, that doesn't make any... Yeah, that doesn't right. make any sense. Like, right. that that would just happen to be... You know what I mean? So, right. simulation. But anyway. So, in response to that, that night, uh, at like... At midnight, yeah, Nicki, Nicki, get, Nicki Minaj gets on live, and so somebody going, counted, and it was like forty three minutes after the song had dropped. 
It was like something You didn't even wait an hour, bitch. You didn't even something ridiculous. She was tuned in, sat, a fan. Just right. You were scared. You have to be. Because you listen to Megan's song immediately. You streamed it immediately. Because like how did you anticipate that maybe it would have something to do with you? You did it. You had to have done that because you was a fan. And so she was on live going the fuck in. And I can't even imitate what she was saying without laughing. I'm sorry. Because I be saying this shit around the house all the fucking time. I'm not even going to hold you. But um, I know the yeah. keys are falling off her keyboard. <laughs> like her MacBook must be just a piece of shit. Right. <laughs> Gotta be. It's hard as she's been banging on that thing. Because, like, so yeah. So then she's like, she teases her diss track or whatever. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to drop mine like today at three. But it was like three Pacific. So it was supposed to be like six o'clock our time. And then it was, um, and then she changed it to midnight. So she drops it. Mind you, I'm up. <laughs> Because I love mess. That's like my mm-hmm. favorite thing. It's not as good as white mess, but black mess hits sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm listening to, like, I, so it immediately starts trending on TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, this isn't the song. Like, it can't be the song. People have, like, people are making fun of what the diss track is going to sound like. That's mm-hmm. what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. But then, like, people started doing lives where they would listen to the song and stuff. And I was just like, oh, girl. Mm-hmm. It was a couple little like puns in there and stuff like that, but it didn't hit as far as like how this track was supposed to hit, like specifically. And she was like, Oh, this track like pop bass was like, Oh, Nicki Minaj drops her diss track at such and such time. She was like, Who's who called it a diss track? It was just like wild shit like that. Yeah. But the AI image you use was you over some big foot. So the should so the should this be a crime, I guess, is like is it oh how far can rap beef go? How low is too low? How low is too low? Yes. Or a diss. Yes. Because I yeah. I personally feel like if it's real rap beef, for real, everything is on the table. I'm sorry, like it's rap beef. Like you you got but the thing is, we don't know that Megan was talking about her. That Megan was talking about Kenneth Petty. Yeah. I feel like it applied. The little hit dog on Holler shit, like, yeah. it definitely, you know, hit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, oh, yeah. but you didn't have to do all that because why the fuck would you go in when she mentioned the sex offender law? You could have just shut the fuck up. And that could have applied to all these niggas. Mm-hmm. Like, it yeah. could have applied to, I don't know, Chris Stokes. It could have applied to Marcus Houston. It could have applied to Drake. Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many yeah. other people who could have just took those hits. And matter of fact, girl, if you really wanted to, you could have hopped on, oh, you better get them, you know, shit like that you know just yeah know how these niggas be you know Nikki is in a rap beef by herself by yeah. with yeah. every female rapper <laughs> literally because she so. t- she's tweeting for three days and megan hasn't said anything but she's going on tour right and promoting yeah. her stuff and, Ooh, and i'm getting tickets i'm gonna see Meg. i can't I'm, period i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make some shit shake i'm gonna sell this macbook hopefully they're accessible yeah i'm getting caught up in the hottie hype i'm not like i'm more of a megan the stallion like her persona like yeah. her public persona than yeah. i am her music but this is making me like you know go back and like look at a lot of the um the verses and stuff that people been dropping like oh remember when she came out with this i'm like honestly her freestyles are everything they really like, are she's like, yeah. and her videos are always incredible yeah. like I really really like this his video yeah um but yeah so I just want to I don't know I just want to talk about all the different ways that Nicki Minaj overstepped because <laughs> yes it's rap beef but like like you said she's in a rap beef by herself this didn't even mention you you didn't have right. to do that the foot and the the heel inside the big foot is egregious it's ridiculous. ridiculous but and then on, did you, did, you probably saw on TikTok but somebody was like your imagery doesn't make sense because you have Megan being quote unquote Bigfoot wreaking havoc in Gag City. Yeah. Like you're not understanding what you're showing. Like you're That's basically saying. saying that Megan has like destroyed yeah. Nikki world. Yeah. <laughs> so the, and then you you put your little glittery boot in right. it and then like what what is that? Like you coming the same today? I'm confused. Like, you know. But short people been catching so many fucking strays since that shit drops. Like, y'all not gonna not too much on the five twos. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't. We didn't say shit. We're right. not transphobic. They're like, oh yeah, they transphobic and they be wielding their small feet and small bodies and like, cause they know men like pedophilia and shit. We we was out. Oh my god, how we moved on from that. That's what I'm saying. Literally, I didn't ask to be a size seven bitch. Go talk to that hoe, right? <laughs> Y'all, uh, uh-uh. but you know, I was like, not too much on short people, like, no, not the most. But um, what else did she do? It was the um, what did she say? She said. 
Megan Thee Stallion is looking to have her Rihanna moment. That's what they were saying. Like, oh. you're using your abuse to, like, do a tour, basically. Oh, I haven't seen that. Which is another shade that Rihanna is catching now. Because right. it's like, girl, this shit ain't got nothing to do with her. Also, and- was I not a rapper before I got shot? <laughs> what I'm going to change careers because it's inconvenient that I was abused? Right. And as a rapper who makes good music, I'm going to talk about the shit that I'm going through. Absolutely. You literally shot me in the fucking foot and all your bullshit ass rapper friends and all your fans decided that I was lying. And still talking (laughs) to me about it to this day. Like she said, if y'all don't call that nigga up and tell him yeah. What y'all got to say? Why? And I- you can't because he's in jail for <laughs> shooting me. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. When she said y'all niggas go download JPEG, I knew she was the real I bitch. Scream. I was like, no, because you yeah. gotta be a real one to know about JPEG. Yeah. That's some super deep cut <laughs> shit. I was like, no. But also the conjugal business that that line. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> no, she ate. She no, ate. No. And like at, at the end of the day, like Yes, rap you say whatever you need to say. But Ma- Nikki, nothing you're going to say is going to stand up against your husband being a pedophile mm-hmm. and sexual abuser first right mm-hmm. i disagree that there is no too low with for a rap beef mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i definitely think kids should always be off limit mm-hmm. okay. first and mm-hmm. foremost and i, I also think that like one of the things that you're saying should be true and they should also make sense yeah like i don't know yeah Cause like when does it become slander? I just think that's ridiculous. But like talking about somebody's dead mom, knowing that they are depressed. Yeah, no, that's fucked up. I totally agree. I'm just like, did y'all see on her? Um, did y'all see on her Instagram story where she put a video of her and Megan dancing together, and in the background it was that stupid like on your dead mom, lying on your dead mom. Did y'all? I sent it. Wait, that's too low. Yeah, I sent it together. If it was me. I would have you shot. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Cause that's that's we not we not rap beefing no more. Oh, yeah. damn, she didn't put like that's ridiculous. Yeah. In my mind, I'm thinking like when I think rap beef, I think hit him up. I think like they was actually beefing. Niggas was shooting yeah. shit like that. So in that that's actual rap beef to me. Yeah. I feel like this isn't truly rap beef because when she didn't mention Nikki, mm-hmm. it just kind of applied to her nigga, yeah. who you shouldn't have been with in the first fucking place or had a baby thought. And, you know, I, I feel like in that aspect, like, I didn't think of kids. I never, I didn't even, that didn't even register. Um, so yeah, and I think that you're right about, like, that being too low, like, kids, and then also you should be telling the truth. But in the world of, like, niggas be really going in with the rap beef and shit, I feel like nothing's, nothing's off limits. Especially, yeah. like, in the, what is it, Pusha T Exposed, that Drake had a kid? That shit was amazing. Like, well, that was <laughs> that great. Was, but see, that was true. That was yeah, that shit was, and it wasn't disparaging. It was, like, you hiding your yeah. fucking nigglet. Like, yeah. <laughs> And we got some good music out of that. Like people were making right. songs that were good that people still play in the cu- club yeah. like seven years later. Nikki, yeah. what the fuck was that? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the song was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You're embarrassing your legacy by putting out a shitty ass song for what yeah exactly it was so bad now his doesn't really have that much replay value for me like i did have to go back multiple times and like listen to it and stuff but um it's probably not a song that i would be like oh let me let me play his real quick like that's not it's not making it on the playlist but it was very entertaining it's on my playlist i enjoyed it's I'm reading the now you got hit him up stuck in my head and I'm reading the lyrics to see how I feel about it with like an adult lens. Mm-hmm. He was corny as fuck for for shouting out fake that was like that though. That's that, funny. Know, that shit was fucked up. That's like, why I fucked your bitch. <laughs> that was like, excuse me. That's that's why why I I before the beat dropped. That's why I fucked up. <laughs> Because, like, first of all, this ain't even a bar. I just need to say this right. out loud. I just need to get it off my chest. But also, she 100% did that shit, too. So I would have called yeah. that nigga immediately. Wow. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do? That's what we do. Look how many people doing the shit. I don't know. The fuck? Like, now I got to go out here and defend myself. But that's real. Like, if we're going to have a rap beef, let's have a rap beef. Yeah, absolutely. Like, let's, let's do it for real. Like, I don't know. Megan subtweeting Nikki... It did exactly what I feel like it needed to do. Mm-hmm. It exposed, and she has since moved on. Yeah. And Nikki exposed the fuck out of herself, made herself look like a goofball, and everybody who probably didn't give a fuck about what Nikki was up to now hates her. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I was telling Carter earlier before we started recording, like, every time Nikki gets involved in some bullshit, which is, like, 
every three weeks <laughs> some new shit comes out about her husband or her brother or what some other fuck shit that she's involved with so she's digging yeah. herself into a deeper hole yeah when she could just sit back and be quiet and like fall asleep on her millions and millions of dollars in her legacy mm-hmm. right instead of fucking it up yeah. yeah talking about megan got shot in the foot yes she did and well we knew that <laughs> megan got big feet we know yeah she's a tall she's a stallion like of course she has big feet and it's like okay so is she lying or not because y'all said she's lying but now you're saying like bullet fragment like that's that's right which one is it and it's like either way that shit is egregious that you even fucking said that shit but like yeah no and now it's making me think you know what whatever song it was that nikki said um get in your tory lanes i'm not iggy mm-hmm. i thought that was a, a line that was like for megan yeah but now like was it against her probably i don't know i don't fucking understand all of them was all of them wasn't fucking with her i don't even think nikki know what's going on <laughs> <laughs> she on that good shit okay and the thing is i'm not against a little party but she needs to relax and like people are bringing up good points about like this could end with her in a conservatorship and like mm. damn it's it, it's getting spiral like yeah, is she is. good but also get the fuck off of the internet like it's still going team? in i don't know yeah um, I, I saw something yesterday I saw something yesterday and I looked at the timestamp and it was like that day and it was like she's still going in she's still going in and I'm like yo it's Wednesday like yeah like where's your team there's gotta be somebody on her team that could be like look I gotta take your shit from you meanwhile Meg is on Good Morning America promoting her album and her tour like right. they talking about some, oh let's start treating Meg like a K-pop idol here's a, Megan, a threat of Megan Thee Stallion as Hello Kitty yeah. you know shit like that little keeps these shit I've been saying it I'm just like, okay, that's what you should be doing. Like, you should be in Japan. Nicki Minaj will eat in Japan. Like, are you for real? Also, no ageism. Nicki Minaj is 41 years old. Yes. And a parent. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are other things you could be doing with your time. Literally being on Twitter for 24 hours a day for days straight. Mm Mm-hmm. Go play, go play with that cute ass baby huh? where's papa bear That's is okay. anybody even looking after the child he gotta have a nanny he gotta have a nanny cause it can't be um Mr. KP well, it can't be so mm-hmm. you know Ooh, yeah. yeah so for me Nicki Minaj is a crime I can't stand her but I mean <laughs> I, I do know that I can't always show up to this conversation cause I'm absolutely biased I cannot stand her as a person I yeah, cannot like, stand her especially the more you look into Kenneth Petty and like the stuff that he did one of his old acquaintances said that like Kenneth um I'm not gonna say his first name like I know that nigga that's um, what I'm calling him yeah Nicki Minaj's husband um assaulted his sister when she oh, yeah. was like 12 that's how or something like that yeah, just like, all, all kind of wild shit yeah and that I feel like that just served recently like through all of this bullshit and i'm and, and not that i think that it should be hidden at all like expose that man but right. like nikki you are opening up all of these windows for people to look into your shit mm-hmm. and when the next person comes out with a diss song with some more real shit what are you gonna do exactly. yeah. and it's like okay yes she's a despicable person especially because of all the stuff that she did to like defend her brother and defend mm-hmm. Petty and stuff like that but if we're talking about like I don't know looks and talent let's just take that because everything else is going still going to be a case against her you she's such a like pretty person and she's such she's so talented she can literally just date any nigga that she wants and it's mm. just like this is who you right. chose to go down for like right. in flames but like she absolutely was, she, that. she was a pedophile sexual abuser apologist before she even met kenny mm-hmm. and so i don't i mean I don't know enough about her background or what her growing up life was, but there's something with that. Yeah. yeah. There's some type of something. Oh, also them bringing up the lyrics of that song she made with that child about, it was like AJ, nothing but a number vibes. Let me look this shit up. Oh, I don't oh, see yeah. that. Yes. I, Why do you look that up? I was just going to say something about what you said, like how she was socialized. Mm-hmm. It, it, what it gives is how I grew up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you, it's men in the house, put some, put some clothes on mm-hmm. type shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's a certain type of person who comes up with that. And it's like, no, I'm about to be like a fucking hardcore lesbian for the rest of my life. <laughs> Fuck these niggas. Mm-hmm. And then the other type of person who buys into that shit. It's right. just like, yeah. you know, um, that the women are, yeah, the women, yeah, women yeah. are accountable no matter how old you are. Like, right. You, you shouldn't have been fast or whatever the fuck so right yeah. yeah that makes a lot of sense well it doesn't make sense but i see what you're saying yeah i can't find the song right now but she basically made a song with a rapper who was like 16 or 17 at the time and the vibe of the song was like oh we could fuck around on the low but don't let anybody know kind of shit oh i know oh i wish i could recall the name right now it wasn't little was it little punk 
Mm. It was it was a little something. Was it Takashi six nine? Mm-hmm. Oh, it was before that. Before that, we even knew who that nigga was. Yeah, pedal too. She's like, damn, girl. Little mouse. Is that his name? Mouse. And a practicing Catholic, sir. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck well. was that? <laughs> okay, we might have to edit that out because I don't know what that was. I literally didn't open anything. I just went to Google. They're listening. Yikes. <laughs> the Barb's old enough little twist. A little oh, twist. twist. Yeah. yeah, that's the name of the song. Because wasn't he um, white? Yeah. yeah, he's young money. Uh, I think so. Ugh. Yeah. Ouch. Old enough lyrics. Let me see. The way I don't even want to be alone with anybody. <laughs> I know, I'm like, ugh. That <laughs> was a fucking teenager crowd. Yeah. You men can get it, men can hit it, but I gotta run. Um, and when you get it, don't be telling where you get it from. I know you're young, but you know I like that young money. <gasps> And hurry up, the president about to come for me. See, little boy, I can be your little teacher. And if you ball, then meet me behind the bleacher. What? A little bit later in the song, she says, you know, them other little girls got the cooties. Ew. I mean, really look at, well, these hooties. I mean, hooters, because the bloopers. Oh, no, girl, that was a shit bar. What? I want to ride on the back of your scooter. I'll get you real smart without a tutor. <laughs> my throat like enough. I can't do this so no. I can't do it. No, no. What? No. So about, there was, they also resurfaced these old clips of her like hitting on Justin Bieber when he was still a minor. Like <laughs> she's a fucking weirdo, bro. Yeah, I. <laughs> He's still a little twelve. So I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about it at work the other day, like separating the art from the artist, and how like some people, I don't know. <laughs> This is too big. I can't separate. I know. Shit I'm like. I Sometimes you can't separate and just be like, yeah, that person's a piece of shit, or I hope they get better, or work on their politics, or whatever. But no, not this time. Yeah. For me, separating the art for the artist from the artist is like you did a shitty thing, but you're not a shitty person. Once yeah, you get yeah. into consistently being a shitty person, I can't listen to your music anymore. Right. That's so real. Sorry. That's real. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to listen to some of Chris Brown like first album. I was like, okay, well this is back when he was a kid. Wait, mm-hmm. I got through like the first. I got through like halfway through the first verse of Your Man and Me. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah. I can't enjoy this because I keep thinking about when he was like cute with his little fat cheeks and he was so innocent. It's like that ain't that nigga no more. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So yeah, and poor Nicki. Not even poor Nicki. She's just so fucking delusional, thinking that this bullshit song is like charting because people like it. <laughs> people are hate listening yeah. i saw people like posting it on twitter like here you can listen to it here so you don't give her a stream yeah <laughs> i don't yeah. hate that crime to me definitely yeah crime. definitely a crime i mean come on team megan yeah, this bitch absolutely and she looks so good she looks so fucking good she looks yeah. that red dress with the like she started swinging them cheeks i said <laughs> oh lord <laughs> Sometimes I'll be questioning if I'm gay for real. I'll be like, no, nah, I'm not kind of straight. I'm just, I'm just probably yeah, absolutely. And then I say some shit like that. I'll be like, never mind. Right. <laughs> First of all, the angles when when they was interlocking the legs. Ah, I'm saying, golly. <laughs> Oh, that's a movie game. <laughs> <laughs> need, to uh, need to have a few little doses of reminders. Just to... Oh, man. So, yeah. That was a crime. All right. Well, let us know what you think. You can find yes. us online at I a Killer Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and I a Killer Pod on Twitter. And you can listen to us on Apple Music. You can listen to us on Spotify, anywhere where you can find podcasts. And if you're a bar, please don't be our ass. Please, they've been doxing people. I've been seeing it. I'm so sorry. If you're a bar, stop listening to this podcast. We get like three listeners. We get like three downloads. We're just regular folks. We don't want no spoon. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.